Welcome to the Property Chit Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Louise Roke, where I talk about everything and anything property. Okay, so today I am talking to Tony, and Tony is um, from Thorn Accounting, and that is an expert property accounting agency that he's set up. And today we're going to talk about a subject that I'm f- sure a lot of you will want to know about because it is quite a recent change, and it is ring fencing. So, Tony, please enlighten us, and firstly, welcome. Oh, hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is ring fencing? And no, we're not talking about farming or anything like that. <laughs> we're talking about some tax changes for property, and when did it come in, and give us a rundown. Well, ring fencing is where any rental loss you made on a residential rental property can no longer be offset against other forms of income, typically your salary and wages. Historically, you would have a rental property. If it made a tax loss, that loss would be offset against your salary income, and you get a refund every year. Yeah, so it's a huge change for people, isn't it? Oh, it can be massive. Potentially not as big as it it could have been. Interest rates are historically very, very low now, so we certainly don't have the the large rental losses like we have done in the past when interest rates were a lot higher. So I guess that's offset some of the pain, uh, but certainly there's still plenty of clients out there that are making rental losses and they can no longer get an off, uh, a refund based on that. So those those changes came into effect from on the 1st of April 2019, right. so in the 2020 tax years. That 2020 tax year is about to finish in a week, or just over a week. We're then going to have uh, a lot of you know, all accountants around the country are going to have a lot of uh, work coming in and they'll be preparing accounts for clients. But when those accounts are completed and sent out to the clients and advise of what the impact is, you're not going to get the letter saying you're due for a $3,000 refund, $4,000 refund now. You're going to get a letter saying you've got a rental loss of $10,000 that is going to be carried forward. So that's a big cash flow change for clients. Right, yes. So when you say carried forward, can you just explain to people what that actually means? Yeah, so, so that loss, so if you make, let's hypothetically, you make a, a $10,000 rental loss, that, that will be carried forward to the following year. If you make a further loss in the next year, say another $5,000 loss, that will accumulate. You'll then have a $15,000 loss. In year three, hypothetically, let's say you make a $5,000 profit, then that profit will be offset against that loss. Your loss will go down to $10,000. If you eventually use up that loss, um, then you'll be into a tax paying position. But effectively, that, that loss will carry on uh, indefinitely. I was going to ask you that, so it does carry on. It does carry on, definitely, um, as long as that's the particular structure that you have is around. So basically, let me just clarify this. If you're on a wage and you're working away and say you have a rental property and it has a loss of $10,000, does that $10,000 loss go against your income? No, it, it will, I, I don't know how the... IRD tax returns are actually going to be structured, I guess, from that point of view. But typically, most people will own a rental property either in their personal name or in a look-through company, one of those two. Um, a look-through company, the, the rental loss flows through to you personally as well. So in your personal tax return, I'm imagining there will be, uh, when, when, we, when we get these, when they're released by the IRD and the not too distant future, I'm imagining there'll be a box in there that'll have the rental loss that you will still put that figure in, but instead of it being offset against your other salary and wages income that'll also be in that tax return, there'll be a function there where it, where it will just effectively be carried forward. Right. So, so it will still flow through into your personal tax return and be declared as a number because you still need to declare it to the ID so that you can declare the amount that's being carried forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a big change for people and I guess when the you know when people put their tax return in, in sometime during 2020, 
that you're probably going to get a lot of phone calls, do you think? I think I'll, I, I mean, <laughs> we've, we've obviously... We've Tony, sent out, where is my money? We've sent out numerous emails, <laughs> numerous newsletters. It's been all the news. There, but there will still be clients, absolutely, um, that will, will get their tax returns and they'll, they'll be surprised they don't get a refund and that'll be a shock to them. Yes. No doubt there will be. Because yes. it's one of those things, isn't it? I mean, it came in and everybody spoke about it. But of course, that was, you know, several months ago. Oh, I, so. I, was, I was at a seminar only... A few, a few. Well, I gave a talk at a seminar a few, a few months back, and a guy, and about the ring fencing, the changes, and I talked about that. <clears throat> and a guy came out to me afterwards, and he specifically said, hey, uh, "So, so they're they're actually these ring fence rules that they're actually happening, are they?" Yes. And I said, yeah, "They're not just happening; they have happened." They have happened. And he, and he said, "Oh, I thought it was still just a proposal." Yeah, that's I mean, right. So, so yeah, this was uh, exactly it surprised me. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the thing because you're in the industry and you know what's happening. I mean, I'm just saying that for me, I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, everyone's heard about it, but did did some people think that it wasn't actually in and that it was just, you know, yeah, rallied around like capital gains tax, which didn't, do you know what I mean? Absolutely, so, yeah, capital gains yeah. tax, it didn't go anywhere eventually. Yeah, exactly. yeah, and this would be exactly the same thing. Well, it could have been, but it, but this actually did go ahead. So, okay, so let's say, what is, is getting a tax refund if people have got several properties, um, and well, should I say, writing off money? You know, right. writing writing off um, losses, genuinely writing off losses against property. I mean, is this going to change for some people? I mean, is it is are some people sitting there thinking, okay, well, I'm just sitting here waiting for a capital gain, and and that's my long term plan? Or are some people thinking, oh, look, with me, you know, doing all this property stuff, is it, is it worth it with all these changes that have come in lately, like the bright line, the oh, ring the, fencing, you know? There will absolutely be people in both camps. I, I think the ones that would sell a property or get out of the property market because they don't get their loss, any, their, their refund anymore, I, I think that's very short-sighted. I mean, unless they've got really, really tight cash flow issues, which they possibly shouldn't have gone in the first place, or unless maybe the situation's changed. There, there'll be some some situations where maybe they, they have, to have to get out, but, you know, if you don't have to, the, the but the property was always uh, getting into property was always about capital gain. Yes, uh, that, that refund you got was was I guess the icing on top of the cake really. It, but but um, it was the cake you always after. Uh, yeah. So and and, and as I said before, with with the low low interest rates, the losses should be fairly minimal, and therefore we're hopefully we're not missing out on too much. Yeah. So we'll be talking about the bright line in another episode as well. But okay. So if I'm a new investor, I've never bought anything before. And I come to you and I say, Tony, I'm earning money. Obviously, I want to do something with it. I want to buy a property. What What would be the long? What would be the plan, so to speak, that would be probably the most ben- beneficial? Well, the the plan is buying a property that's not too negatively geared, um, and it's it's not particularly difficult at the moment with low interest rates. But I guess you you do have to factor in a high interest rate. They they I say mm. they will increase at some point. Well, will they? Will they? I, yeah. I, I don't yeah. actually know. But we, we you know you factor it in just in case they do. Obviously, at the moment. Things are, um, interest rates are coming down, down further. So we just have to factor in a high interest rate and say that, you know, can you afford this cash flow hit um, when interest rates when interest rates rise? Because you're not going to be um, yes. helped out by any tax I mean, refund. are you saying to people that it's probably a good idea to lock in five years and all that sort of stuff? Or? As in delay your property purchase? No, five years, five years interest rates. Oh, yeah. Well, what do you think interest rates will be in five years? Well, we think they'll be in 10 years. I mean, property should be a very long-term plan. 
I mean, having said that, in, in probably five years' time, I think in 10 years' time, with most properties, rents would have gone up and the prices would have increased a lot so yeah. that, that you'd be very cushioned through any So sort of what impact. sort of time frame should people be looking at to buy and keep a property? Oh, I think 10 years plus. Yeah, okay, yeah. so long term of 10 oh, years abs- Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Of, of all the properties I've bought, I've, I haven't sold any. Yes. Um, and, and they just continue to perform. Yeah. So I think that's um. That's you can't beat bricks and mortar, can you? Absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm very biased, of course, but... <laughs> I, I dabble in the share market, but yeah, I've got to say property's a lot better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I mean, we'll always have that debate, but I'm sorry, I'm on your side, bricks and mortar. So, okay, so what about, is there any stories you can think of about ring fencing? Well, Probably not, not yet, but not if I ask... Yet, I, haven't, I, haven't actually, I haven't actually started preparing. Hey, yeah, I was just going to say, give me a ring sometime when you start giving these people ringing you and going, what the hell, I think you made a mistake. Yeah, well, I'll be, I'll be very interested to see the... Yeah, well, the, the rationale because a lot of people I mean even even prior to ring fencing I mean, we you know as accountants we, we do a job you know I guess our job is to prepare financial statements and, and try and get the client the maximum that the, the tax that they get back and ultimately we bill for that the time and effort that goes into that preparing and, do, and doing that work even in the past I've had clients that have that have, that have come to me and perhaps their property their property's made a profit or not much of a loss and I've billed them still the same amount as I always would because I've still done the, it's still taking me the same amount of time I've still done the same job and then clients might hesitate in, in, in seeing the value in the fee because their refund has dropped nothing to do with with Alf. no that's Alf, right it's just, that's just the right. way it is yeah and, and I'm, I'm i guess i'm just wondering to see what will happen with clients going forward as to whether they will be more inclined to see less value in in, in a job that we do given that they won't get any physical refund for that yes uh, having said that a job will still take say oh that's time. right they'll still be legally um, required to do a job mm. and i think and also i think uh, so I guess I also wonder in the situation where you've got a client that, that buys a new property, perhaps under their personal name, the ID doesn't know they've got a rental property. So theoretically, their ID's not chasing them for a tax return to be actually be filed. Um, what will that client decide? Will but that client decide, <laughs> A, not to file at all because it's making a tax loss anyway? Surely that, that's going to catch up on them, isn't it? Well, it absolutely will. Yeah, because in be five worse. years down the track, that's when it does right. start making a Good profit, grief. they'll all of a sudden decide, well, I need my losses to be able to offset that profit against yes. Oh, I haven't filed tax returns for the last five years. So, so I don't what know happens what my with that? Loss would be. Well, they'd have to go back. They'd have to five go back years. five years, and it could be and a huge. And find all the information five years back, which becomes oh, right. uh, very, very. And I, I still get we get clients yes. from all sorts of all the time that, that will come to us and okay. say we haven't filed tax returns for five years, and oh, I'm chasing right. us. And it, it, it's always a nightmare because you're looking for all this sort of information five years back, oh. and the clients can't remember what it is. No, that's information. right. And it's it's, it's so really it's difficult. not so actually. A re- I, I mean, I thought that it was a requirement anyway to put in a tax return, but is, it, is it, it, it is. Yeah, but. I guess what I'm saying is if you've got a rental property that makes a tax loss, even though there's a requirement to put it in, the ID probably aren't going to be concerned themselves, particularly with chasing up clients that have just got a loss anyway. At right. That point. Okay. They're more concerned five years down the track when you're making a profit. Uh, yes, they want of course. Money. Of course. Um, and that's when that's where the yeah. issue might. Yeah, they want their money pretty quick. Where it's ugly <laughs> at that point. Hey, yes. I better not say too much about <laughs> But, you know, they want their money pretty quick, but when they owe you money, it might take a little while. Absolutely. Jesus, <laughs> I think that's about time that we, we cut this one now. So, Tony Thorne from Thorne Accounting, thank you so much. That's all about ring fencing, and I hope you learned something from that. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Property Chit Chat. Subscribe to hear all our episodes. If you want further information, visit goodtonic.co.nz and hit the Property Chit Chat tab. Till next time, over and out.